It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. I interviewed Sarah Falks almost two years ago, and I wanted to chat with her again to update us on what she's been doing. She has gone from having snuggle bug stitching as a side business to having it as her main business. Sarah keeps busy with making quilts, quilt patterns, providing quilt alongs, and becoming a 2024 Benertix ambassador. All that besides being a busy mother of two. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me again on A Quilter's Life. It's been almost two years since we chatted, and I wanted to see what you're up to now. Thank you, Paula. It's great to be back. When we did the interview a couple years ago, at that point, you were a school nurse. Are you still doing that? To an extent. So at the time when I interviewed with you before, I was working full-time as a school nurse and doing my quilting as a side gig. But since then, I have had a little bit of an explosion of orders and had to pick one or the other. So I'm not full-time at the schools anymore. I'm doing my quilting business full-time, and then I sub for the schools. Oh, sub work. Yes, I've been taking some nurse days here and there. I'm lucky that I get to pick the fun ones. (laughs) My mind's racing to, you can't schedule when someone's going to get sick. So have you run into conflict with that? So the school nurse sub days, there's a couple of different kind of days they have. They have coverage for field trips where somebody who needs a nurse on the field trip, that school gets a sub to go on the field trip with them. There are days where the school nurse who's normally at that school maybe had an appointment that day, so we know about it ahead of time. And then there's also the days where that nurse got sick, and then they call around trying to find a sub. So there are a couple of opportunities. And luckily, as a sub, you know, if something happens on a day that you can't be there, you have a little bit more freedom than when I was full-time. Like if I got sick in the middle of the day when I was full-time, I'd have to wait until another nurse got there to take over for me. But as a sub, you have a little bit more freedom. And I do a lot of the field trip coverage days because they're a lot of fun. Well, congratulations on becoming a Benertex ambassador in 2024. That's coming up. Why did you decide to become a Benertex ambassador? So I was scrolling through pictures of fabric one night like, we all do. I found my way to the Benartex site and, you know, their fabric is so pretty. So while I was looking at fabric, I saw where they had announced that they were taking applications for their ambassadors for next year. So I was a little hesitant to apply because I thought, well, you know, I probably don't have a great chance of getting it. (laughs) And then I thought, well, if I don't apply, I have a zero chance of getting it. So I went ahead and applied. I did not expect to be selected. So I was so excited when I got the email that they had chosen me for that. How exciting. So what are your responsibilities being an ambassador for them? So there are projects every quarter. They give you some of their lovely fabrics. 
and there are projects every quarter to make with it. There are different themes to the project. So there's a pre-cut project. There's a project where we have a tutorial. So every quarter you basically make those projects with the fabrics that they give you. And you have a little freedom with the project. There's a theme, but they don't tell you it has to look like this or it has to look like that, but within the theme that they give you. Interesting. And I'm sure all your social media posts and showing them what you've been doing the past few years helped you get that position. It may have. That was part of the application that you had to tell them your social media. So they may have looked at it to see. I did not question when they told me I was selected. I just was happy about that. It's so exciting. Then you must have taken Elizabeth Chapel's Quilter's Candy program. And I saw that you got to do a guest post on her blog. That sounds real exciting. Tell me about that. So I took her pattern writing course in 2022. As part of the pattern writing course, we had the opportunity to sign up to do a guest blog post. I was lucky enough to have been able to get one of those spots. So I was able to write that blog post. And it was it's actually pretty exciting to be on the Quilter's Candy blog. <laughs> Very. And what did you write about? So I decided to write a post on how to do partial seams. And if you're not familiar with partial seams, you basically sew part of the seam. You can't sew all the way because the fabric lengths don't match up. And then after you add other pieces to that, you can go back and finish that seam. The reason I chose to write about that is because I make a lot of t-shirt quilts. And I don't make the traditional every block is the same size quilt. I use a puzzle style t-shirt quilt where the pieces are cut to the right size for the graphic. And there are times when you have to do those partial seams. And everybody is always asking me, how do you make those t-shirt quilts? So I decided to write a pattern that's free on my site, an easy way to do partial seams. And I thought that I would use that pattern and go through how to do that for my Quilters Candy blog. So that's how I decided what I was going to write about on that. How fun. I just learned how to do partial seams this past year. So that's fun. It is fun. They're not as hard as people think they are. If you look at a t-shirt quilt that has a bunch of those and you see those weird little areas, people are kind of intimidated. You know, how do I get that to go together? But once you realize how they go together, they're not hard. No, not at all. Now, you had some patterns out the last time we chatted. Have you created more patterns since then? Yes, I was actually about to release one, I believe, when we talked last time. It was a little baby quilt pattern that I came up with. I had made a baby quilt for a family member, and I went through and basically designed the quilt top for this one that I was making for my cousin's baby. And when I designed it, I drew it out. I wrote out all my measurements. I even wrote down how I cut each strip. So at that point, the pattern was almost done. So I thought, well, I'll make a pattern out of it. So I released that one probably just a few weeks after I talked to you last. 
And since then, I've had three more full patterns, a block pattern, and then that free pattern that I've got on my side. So I've written some since then, and I'm working on something right now. I decided to do a block of the month subscription for next year. So getting all that together, it's going to be, of course, 12 blocks. And it is a cohesive theme, but every block is different. Interesting. And you're doing that as a quilt along, right? It'll be a block of the month subscription. I guess it sort of is a quilt along because people who subscribe every week, the pattern will come to them and there will be tips about how to get the different skills and links to videos. So it's sort of like a quilt along, but I don't know if it will be as public as a quilt along other than just like posting pictures on Instagram. So it'll be similar to a quilt along. Okay. So I think I jumped ahead there. (laughs) (laughs) But you are going to do a quilt along this coming year? Yes, I've got one planned for first quarter of next year. It's going to use a pattern that I wrote after I talked with you last. It uses Jelly Roll Plus Yardage. It's got pinwheels. I love pinwheels. It's called Dublin Fancy. (laughs) The name on that's kind of funny. I was kind of torn between calling that pattern Dublin Fancy or Jelly Cubes. And of course, I asked my mom and she said that they both sounded good. I asked my husband. He said he didn't care. And I asked my daughter and she said, call it Dublin Fancy because it doesn't look very jelly. I'm not really (laughs) sure what very jelly looks like, but this is what my teenager says. So she must know what she's talking about, right? (laughs) So I'll do a quilt along for that next quarter. I've actually got a quilt along going on right now, but it's almost done. It's for a baby quilt pattern that I have called Soundwave's Baby Quilt. And that was actually initially the bonus project for the Dublin Fancy pattern. And I decided that it was a fun little quilt. So I tweaked it and made it into a standalone pattern. So that's actually going on right now. And it's been a lot of fun. I had one quilt along over the summer from a free pattern that's been on my site for a long time. That was a lot of fun. I was kind of nervous doing my first quilt along. I was afraid nobody would sign up, but then people signed up. So it was all good. (laughs) How do you organize a quilt along and what are the steps that you take to put it out there and how does it happen? So I have an email list and I started with using the email list to send the signups out to my email list. I also posted it on Instagram, put it in a link in my Instagram profile. I went on a couple of the Facebook groups. I think the Quilters No Rules that we're both a part of, I posted the signup link for that in that Facebook group and a few other of the Quilters Focus Facebook groups. Just an announcement, you know, hey, I've got this free quilt along. Patterns free, quilt alongs free. This is as free as I can make it. I'd love to have you join. So started with getting people to sign up. There ended up being a lot of organizing as far as making sure that the blog posts to go with each week were up when they were supposed to be, making sure that every week I sent out the emails to the people who signed up on time. I ended up featuring some of the pictures from some of the quilter longers on my blog because they're kind of the most important part of the quilt along because if they weren't part of it, it would I mean, I could still do it, but it would be pretty sad and depressing to do a quilt along without anybody following along with it. 
there's just a lot of organization. And also like that was a pattern that I had made a long time ago. So I had to make everything again because I needed the pictures to be able to post on the blog to explain the steps. So doing a quilt along ended up being a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of things, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so how has snuggle bug stitching grown and changed over the past two years? So I did start an email list. That's not really something that I had before. So that's a big difference. And I think that's helped a lot. I don't think I would have gotten very many people in the quilt along had it not been for that. I have really been making a lot more t-shirt quilts. I had made a few at the point when I talked to you last, but not like I am now. The t-shirt quilts is something that is not necessarily where I saw the quilting business going, but I just got a lot of people asking me about them. So I finally just took a bunch of my t-shirts and cut them up and sewed them back together again. <laughs> Because that's what quilters do, cut stuff up and sew it back together again, <laughs> just to get a feel for working with the t-shirts. And turns out they're really a lot of fun to make. And I just got lucky, I guess, and got a bunch of orders. And it hasn't really slowed down since. I've been trying to do more with writing different patterns and designs. And the fact that I'm doing the quilting full time now has been a big difference because I have more time to try to do stuff like that as opposed to before I would work all day, come home, sew a lot, <laughs> sew a lot on the weekends, which I still do those things. <laughs> it's sort of flipped from being a side gig to full-time. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I think maybe I have, but when we went into business for ourselves, my mother-in-law said, oh, now you only have to work half days. You just have to decide which 12 hours you want to work. <laughs> and that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I bet there's more than 12 hours on some days, isn't there? Well, some days I feel like I'm so close to getting something done and I don't want to go to bed, break my rhythm, and then start again. So, yeah, I do catch myself working longer just because. I want to get that finished. I've worked on it so hard and it's almost done. It needs to be finished. Yeah. And there's such a feeling of accomplishment getting that done. Yes, definitely. Sarah, was there anything else about your business you wanted to share? I'm working on bringing more patterns. I talked about the block of the month. It's coming up. I'm really excited about that. There should be some more news and pictures of that coming up soon. I'd like to bring more patterns. I'm thinking about making a t-shirt quilt course next year because I get a lot of people asking me how I make them. And I do try to answer the questions that people have, but for the most part, the process is just too much to be able to get it into a post. So I'm considering making a t-shirt quilt course and I'm excited about that. I'm so glad you found your niche in the quilting world. T-shirt quilts are a needed area of training, so that would be wonderful. It should be fun. <laughs> Anything else? So I'm so excited that I have a design that was picked up by a magazine and is going to be out this month in the winter edition of Simply Modern. I drew up some designs and sent them off to some quilting magazines, 
And I was fortunate enough that I had a few picked up. So that's the one in Simply Modern this month is the first one. And then I have another one that's going to be in Quick and Easy Quilts in their April-May issue that I'm super excited about. I can't really give much in the way of what it's going to look like because it would spoil the surprise. But that one that's going to be out in the April-May issue of Quick and Easy Quilts is a quilt that I designed based on some old blocks that I was lucky enough to get my hands on that were made by my great-grandmother. Oh, that's thrilling. Yes. Wow. I'm going to have to mark my calendar to make sure I look for that magazine. Yes, I'm so excited. I get to be in a magazine. (laughs) (laughs) How incredible that will be. That's so cool. It is. I was excited. That's another one of those things that I sent a bunch of stuff in, not really expecting to be selected, but you have zero chance of being selected if you don't apply. Yeah. People don't realize that they're worth sharing and I'm so excited for you. You know, you think, who am I? to be sending this design into the magazine. Who am I to be a fabric ambassador for Benertex? But you never know. Maybe you are the person that they are looking for. And you won't know that if you don't try. True, true. And I have a feeling that some people listening think the same thing about reaching out to me. I would love to hear their stories. But... I don't know about them unless they reach out to me. Yes, reach out to Paula. She is a great interviewer and you will have a lot of fun on her podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Is there anything else about your family or anything special that you've done over the last few years that you would like to share? So my kids and my husband play golf a lot. So that's something that's been a big part of you know what I do on the weekends when I'm not quilting. My son, he's 12, participated in this little thing that some of the golf courses put on called the drive chip and putt challenge. And it's basically where they go through and have a little competition where they have like, they'll putt three times, they'll chip three times, they'll drive three times and collect points for that. And this year he made it past the first round, and that is the first time he's ever done that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Since I talked to you last, my oldest, she's also on the golf team, but she did not do that little challenge last year. She has been driving, so that's awesome and scary. (laughs) So she's a senior in high school this year. You know, my kids are getting older, and that's kind of sad, but also exciting. But just the conflict of fun stuff that's also scary. (laughs) Yeah. And the thought of moving on after high school. There's so many big decisions coming up for you and for her. Yes. They're coming on up soon because she's almost a semester in. She's only got a little over a semester left of high school and then she graduates. (laughs) Like you said, exciting but fun. (laughs) Sarah... Go ahead and share your links again. Tell us where we can find you. You can find me on my website at snugglebugstitching.com. 
that's my blog. It links to my shop. There are links to the quilt alongs there. And there's links to my social media there. Pretty much anything you need to find on me, it's going to be there. On Facebook, you can find me at Snugglebug Stitching. On Instagram, you can find me at Snugglebug Stitching. Great. And of course, those will be on your show notes on a Quilter's Life website also. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing with me again. And if anyone missed your episode, the link will be on this episode page also. But you can also look up Sarah Fox on A Quilter's Life and listen to our previous conversation, which was really fun. It was. Thanks again, Sarah, for doing this interview. I so appreciated it. Thank you for having me, Paula. I was so excited to hear from you that you wanted to interview me again. (laughs) I like these updates. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.